0: Hello, and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin.
1: Welcome. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with an area of expertise in development, training, and knowledge. And I'm very proud to announce our sponsors, which are Henry Shine, Patterson, Vocal, On Demand, and the list continues to grow month after month. Without their expertise and without the expertise of Mr. David Wolf, these podcasts would not be possible. Tonight, I'd like to introduce a new individual to our podcast system. His name is Mr. Jared Spiewak. And I can just tell you that Jared is 22 years old. He has an enormous amount of expertise, knowledge, and background. And I thought it would be important because, one, he's been in business for a little over two years. He's self taught, but he has an enormous amount of expertise in the area that I think our entire profession certainly needs help in getting our practices off the ground in the most efficient and effective manner with no further delay. Jared, welcome so much to our podcast. I can't thank you enough for taking your valuable time and bringing information and knowledge to our listeners. Give us a little background about your business, the name of the business, how you came up with that name, and what you think you can do uh, to help our listeners who are predominantly healthcare professionals and predominantly dentists, dental hygienists,
2: clinical assistants. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Coughlin. So ultimately, what we do is we help service-based businesses such as your audience dental practices and so on uh, make more money to achieve their goals and operate their dream business. We do that through assisting them with their online marketing if you wanted to sum it up very quickly. The the company, as you said, has been around for two years. It was started off of the back end of myself being an in-house employee for a company that did very similar work, being uh, uh, disgruntled to a certain extent, if you will. And over time, I went from a full-time to part-time to eventually no time as I grew my own client base on a freelance basis. Then I kind of looked at myself going, I'm in a very different state financially, mentally, business-wise, age-wise compared to where I was a couple of years ago. What is the next step for me? And that was starting my own uh, agency. And the agency is called Blue Dog Media, which if you try to Google it, you will see four or five other companies uh, with the same name that I came up with the name because I tend to be someone who ponders on this type of stuff for a long time. And I try to be a perfectionist with some of this stuff. And so I literally just picked a name out of a hat, whatever was the first thing that came to my mind so that I could keep going and not uh, basically have analysis paralysis and be held back by something that was fairly inconsequential, uh, which is why now after about two years, we're now looking at kind of rebranding and changing our name uh, sometime within the next uh, three to six months, because there's no nuance behind the name. It was literally just the first thing I came up with. Okay, great. Let's register it and let's get the ball rolling. Well, sometimes those are the best.
1: And uh, quite honestly, more important than the name in my opinion is what you in your, team can provide to the dental profession. A basic question, in your opinion, what's the biggest mistake in service businesses? We are a service business as healthcare providers. And in your expertise and background, what do you believe are the biggest mistakes we're making on a day-to-day basis?
2: So I would say there are two big mistakes, one on the marketing side and one on the business side. So the one on the business side is not caring enough about your team, uh, just not putting in the time to educate them, to continuously educate them, to encourage them to be continuously educated, to be, uh, you know, as best as they can be to really care about your company and the patients that you see and to really get embodied with your culture. And instead of being kind of as cliche as it sounds, going from going from a business to you know a family, you know, do these people wake up every day excited to go to work, excited to see their coworkers, excited to talk to the patients, or do they wake up going every day, you know, hating what they're doing and they're looking elsewhere? Because what happens is that directly reflects upon your business. And that is one of the biggest things that will cause you to crash and burn is if your team is disgruntled, is fractured, is siloed. So that's on the business side of things. On the marketing side of things, what I can say is the number one mistake categorically that I see service businesses make regardless of their size is not tracking where their marketing money is going versus where it's coming out in the back end. And what I mean by that to simplify that is it's not always being tracked end to end with where did those clicks come from. If we're talking about online marketing, how many of those clicks turned into inquiries, how many of those inquiries were qualified, how many of those qualified inquiries turned into patients, how many of the, what are those patients worth to our practice? What is our profit margin on those patients so that you can at an end of a month, end of a quarter, end of a year, look back and go, okay, these 50 patients came in from this source. They're worth this to us. And this is the ROI of this individual marketing channel rather than what a lot do is a lot will track the clicks. They'll track the conversions, but they're not tracking the sales and the LTV or the lifetime value back to that channel. And so where they're spending money on marketing and they think it works, but they can't definitively say how much it's working or how well it's working.
1: Well, I can tell you that I'm going on my 38th year of practice and I still practice full-time six days a week. And I have spent as little as a couple of thousand dollars a month on marketing and as Mm -hmm. much as... $100,000 $100,000 a month in marketing. And uh, I would just preface what Jared is speaking about is still after 38 years, I personally don't have the tracking down. And what I mean by that, and maybe Jared, you can help me personally, is. The phone rings and Mr. and Mrs. Smith are said, welcome to the practice. We hear their chief complaint first. And then once we've listened to their chief complaint and informed them that we're comfortable that we're going to solve their chief complaint, we ask how they heard about us. And typically it'll be Facebook, yellow pages, Mm -hmm. radio, TV, billboard, website, an individual patient. And... You know, when it comes to TV or radio, do you recommend that the dentists that are using those avenues to put a code into your marketing so it's easier to track? Do you just suggest that they create an Excel spreadsheet so that we know that out of the 50 new patients last month, 25 came from radio? Or do you want to narrow it down to the exact station, the exact channel, And are there tips that you can help, not just me, but our listeners, because over and over again, we hear, well, we heard Dr. Coughlin on TV. We heard Dr. Coughlin on the radio, but they don't necessarily know which channel. They don't know which radio station. And perhaps you can lend some advice for me personally and for our listeners when it comes to tracking.
2: Right. So when it comes to tracking, you're going to have two different uh Types of marketing, there's going to be the traditional marketing or the broadcast marketing, as you mentioned, TV, radio versus the online marketing and the online side of things is a lot easier and straightforward to track. Now, if we're talking specifically about radio and TV it, you have to be a lot more creative, just because of how that's tracked. If somebody clicks on your website, there is tons of workings in the interwebs uh, to tell you where that person came in, how long they were on your website for, uh, what parts of the website they saw, what they clicked on when they were on the website. But you're not going to get that with uh, TV or radio as to you know how long did they watch the advertisement, was their TV on mute, and all the, all this other stuff. You know, were they too busy, distracted, you know, yelling at their kids, yelling in the back seat to listen to your ads? Like you don't get that sort of information. So, when it comes to tracking, you know, and you already mentioned a a couple of things there that you can do, which is uh, you can set up a specific code. If you have a specific offer, let's say you're offering a free teeth whitening for every new patient that is brought in, which is a very common offer, especially over the past couple of years that I've seen just become more and more common with various media offers. And now, what you can do is you can put a, a specific code, uh, you know, you can say, you know, come and see us or call us and you'll say this and we'll know that, you know, you'll get that offer, and Then you'll know anybody who says that code and mentions that to you came in from there. That is one way you can track things like that. Another way is through using what's called call tracking numbers. And this means that if on your billboard, on your TV ad, on your radio ad, you say a number, a number can be seen. And that phone number is not your actual phone number. So let's say your phone number is 555-5555. Well, what you can do is you can use a software such as call tracking metrics, call rail, call fire, personal, What I use and what I recommend all of our clients to use is call rail. And what you can do there is you can get a local number, so whatever your area code is, that is different from your number and it forwards to your number. So let's say this tracking number is 1111111, and you put that number full of ones on your billboard within your TV ad, within, you know, you say it on the radio ad, rather than your 555 number, which is your real number. And what happens is somebody calls that one number and it just forwards it to your five number so your normal phone rings. What you can do then is within these dashboards within these analytic dashboards such as call you can log in and you can see how many people called that number. And if you only use that number for that one channel, that was the number we used on our radio ad, this was the number we used on our TV ad, then you'll know that people that called that number either heard you and called you right away or they wrote it down or they you know somehow someone saw that ad which led to somebody calling you because of that. And that's one way that you'd be able to track that. An additional way, which is another way that someone might find you, is you might have a website URL in on a billboard, on a TV ad, or mentioned on a radio ad. You can buy a different website domain. The domain is the actual thing you type in. So like google.com, google.com is the domain name. You can buy one. It could be, uh, you know, you could have, you know, uh, drkevincoughlin.com, but you could also buy bostondentalservices.com or whatever it may be. And you can set up that website that if anyone visits that website, it just automatically redirects them to your main website. And then you can set up tracking and you know that anybody who visited our website, that, uh, that dummy website, if you will, that then forwards it, they saw that ad because that's where we posted that website. So there are various ways that you can... Track that. Now, another thing you said was, you know, should we track to the station level or, you know, the time, uh, you know, the time that that ad ran or the station that it ran on on the radio? And that comes down to a matter of resources. You can do that. It will give you much more nuanced data. However, it's going to become way more complex and over time, a lot more expensive, depending on what kind of volume you're doing those ads at. I would recommend at the very least having things like a call tracking number. If you're using any offers, have some sort of specific coupon or code or whatever it may be that you're using that specifically identifies that channel and a website that you can get on for like 10 bucks and that's for like the entire year and and a website that if you're posting a website URL, ideally you're using that dummy URL that redirects so that at the end of the day, you can log into your call tracking platform and go, how many calls do we directly get because of this ad? How many website visits do we get directly because of this ad? And if you're tracking form fills, live chats, phone calls on your website, how many people that went from this uh, dummy website to our main website, contacted us. And that'll give you much better data than we have right now. Of course, you won't be able to track if somebody sees your radio ad or hears your radio ad and then Googles your name and then finds your real website and then clicks on it because you, you, they'll have no way of knowing that uh, the the system in terms of tracking will have no way of knowing that they made that connection. So you won't be able to track it perfectly. But just making those simple steps, as I mentioned, the call tracking number, the using a code and having a dummy website, uh, they're all fairly inexpensive. And they'll give you way better information than what you currently have if you don't have that set up. Jared, thank you so much for that information. A follow-up
1: question that uh, I get many times from my consulting business, uh, Sent Dental Solutions, is, On average, what does your company recommend as a budget? Uh, Typically, in many of the different venues that I've been through over my 38-year career, I normally hear anywhere between 2% and 4% should be set aside for marketing dollars. So if you're a $100,000 a month revenue. Basically, you should be setting aside between two and $4,000 for marketing. Is there a rule of thumb in your company and in your personal experience that you'd recommend for our listeners so they have a, a basic idea of what should be put into their budget for either the remaining of 2020 or
2: 2021? Sure. So there's a couple of things I'll say on this is the different organizations that you look at will have different recommendations. So you just mentioned 2 to 4%. There I typically see uh, organizations such as uh, the SBA and you know various marketing websites that you could find information on recommend between 7 and 10% uh be spent in marketing and ultimately there's there's a couple of things I would say is that Humans are making the marketing decision. It is it is you, your marketing team, whoever it is that is making that decision. That is a human being. Human beings are not analytical. They are emotional. At the end of the day, what you should be putting into marketing is whatever, it's an investment. Never invest more than you're willing to lose. That's the number one uh, rule of investment. That's what I always recommend uh, to anybody that comes to me and asks these sorts of questions. In terms of you know, budgets for individual channels, that's a, it's going to depend on the uh, the channel. But ultimately, I like to start backwards, which is how much money are you looking to get out of marketing? And let's say you're looking to generate an extra $300,000 a year in revenue from that. Okay, great. Now, what kind of ROI not counting net profit, would you be comfortable with? So would you be comfortable with for every dollar you spent making $5 in revenue, making $3 in revenue, whatever that number may be. And let's just say for the sake of math to make it easy on myself, let's say you're willing to, for every dollar you spend, you're willing to get $3 in revenue back. Okay. Then that means in order for you to have that 300,000, that would be a hundred thousand in spend. Most likely it's going to be a lot less than that. But again, I want to keep the math simple for myself before I look like an idiot. So I then would take that hundred, thousand divide that by 12 that's on average per month and then from there divide that into whatever channels you want to go into depending on how big your budget is depending on what you're currently investing in marketing is going to be where i would recommend change where i would recommend you spend that money for most i recommend staying away from traditional until you're at a certain size the certain size again being very general the reason being is that you run into a lot of challenges with tracking and attribution, which is basically a fancier term for tracking, where everything came from. And you run into issues such as the creative, uh, where, you know, if you might spend a lot of money on a TV ad that ran for, you know, three weeks that cost you $25,000. But if that ad, you know, wasn't very good, then you just kind of wasted that money. There's nothing you can do about it compared to uh, other channels, such as, uh, you know, Google ads, which is Google's advertising platform, uh, Facebook, Facebook ads, things like that, where you might be able to set up a creative spend, you know, depending on the channel is going to depend on, uh, what it is on something like Facebook. You might be able to spend, you know, 10, $20, $50 testing an offer, realize, Oh, you know, people really aren't converting on this. This isn't really what they're looking for. Change that offer offer, spend another you know, $10, 20 $50 testing that. Okay, great. This is actually working. Now let's put our ad spend behind this. And because of how everything's online, we can track how many people saw that ad, how many people interacted with it. Once they interacted with that ad, where did they go? What did they do while they were there? How many of those people uh, decided to contact us? In which forms did they decide to contact us? And if you have your that customer database set up properly to also include what channel they they were from, you can also then look at how many patients did we get because of our Facebook ad. If you have really great tracking, you can say, okay, of the four Facebook ads that we're running, how many of our patients came in from ad A versus B versus C versus D and so on. So that, that's my general advice. I hope that that was helpful. I, honestly, I would love to have an exact answer for you and say this is the exact percent. This is the exact channel. and uh, But there, there are a lot of nuances.
1: Well, I think your advice of working backwards makes sense. Some offices, uh, depending on their size, are looking for anywhere between 20 and 30 new patients a month, and then there are other organizations that may need as many as 900 to 1,000 patients a month. And again, we have listeners that are just small practices. We have group practices. We have MSOs, managed service organizations, and DSOs, dental service organizations, or support organizations as they like to be referred to. So, their economic background and number of practices and trying to feed the beast differs from everyone. So, I think working backwards makes a tremendous amount of sense. Jared, as we come to a close here, would you mind uh, telling our listeners how they can reach out to Blue Dog Media? for your expertise to help us through an area that we're certainly not experts in, and that's improving our efficiency of our marketing dollars uh, to make our dollars go further and more effectively. Uh, How do our listeners reach out to touch base with you?
2: Sure. So there are two places. You can go to teambluedog.com. That is T-E-A-M, blue, D-O-G, dot T-E-A-M-B-L-U-D-O-G.com. You can also go to jaredspiewak.com, which is just my first and last name. And on both sites, there's plenty of uh, content that you can consume and read that that goes over quite a few topics, it leads to social YouTube channels, video content on there as well. And if if you like what you see, then, you know, at, at the end of the day, I hope you like the content. If you want to get in touch, feel free. I'm not looking to sell anything to anybody, but if someone wants to get in touch, see if it makes sense to, you know, talk about doing something together, that would be excellent. But at the end of the day, I just hope that you get some amount of value out of any of the content of mine that you consume.
1: I can assure you our listeners will. I'm impressed with your breadth of knowledge and also your delivery and how you're educating our profession and me as an individual. I just want to tell our listeners, Gerard is spelled J-A-R-O-D, and his last name is S-P-I-E-W-A-K, and his phone number is 603 874 42 You've been listening to Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and this is Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on education, knowledge, training, and development. I want to again give special thanks to my sponsors, Vocal Dental Supply Company, Henry Shine. Patterson Dental, and On Demand. Without their support and expertise, these podcasts wouldn't be possible. And again, special thanks to Mr. David Wolf and his podcast team for putting these productions together. Thanks for listening. My name has been Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Take a look at Ascent Dental Solutions, your consulting experts to help make your business better easier and more effective. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to talking to you in the near future.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it.